Now it's time for the rural news with Monique Steele. And Monique, leptospirosis cases in humans are on the rise. Yes, but an expert in infectious zoonotic diseases, those passed from animals to humans, says more research is needed to understand how the bacterial disease is being transmitted between animals and between species. A new ag research study tested both wild and domestic animals for leptospirosis, including mice, hedgehogs and possums, but also cattle, sheep and dogs across two farms. They found multiple strains of the disease, which is often passed on to humans through contact with animal urine and faeces and can be very damaging to people's health. Author Marie Moinet says many dairy cows are vaccinated against leptospirosis, but most beef cattle and sheep are not. We have strains that used to not be uh, in the livestock species that were in the wildlife and we didn't really have transmission, so that was fine. And that was 40 years ago. We had other issues with the strains that were in uh, the livestock. Livestock are now vaccinated for those strains, so the risk is kind of limited on that aspect. But there are some strains that are not covered by vaccination that can be present in livestock. So even if uh, people are in contact with vaccinated uh, cattle, they should still bear in mind that leptospira is, uh, is potentially present. Ms Moinet says leptospirosis can make people very sick. She says the rise in cases and the fact that there are so many strains present on farms shows more research needs to be done. There are hopes the future of the embattled Taratahi Agricultural Training Centre near Masterton will be settled soon. The Wairarapa facility was placed into liquidation in 2018, owing $24 million. And since then, liquidators have been trying to find a suitable buyer. Susan Murray reports. The training centre and dairy farm are subject to the Teratahi Agricultural Training Centre Act. This means any sale of the property has to be approved by the Minister of Agriculture. The latest report from liquidators Grant Thornton says a party has expressed interest in buying Taratahi and a sale and purchase agreement has been presented to them. A company spokesperson says once that is back from the potential buyer, it will be sent to the Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor. Mr O'Connor says he will only allow Taratahi to transfer out of Crown hands if the property and facilities remain in agricultural education. The Animal Health Agency, Osprey, says increased wild deer populations shouldn't spread tuberculosis onto cattle farms. Federated Farmers Meat and Wool Chair Toby Williams says on some East Coast and Hawke's Bay farms, wild deer populations are out of control because there's been a lot of feed around for them and fewer hunters accessing backcountry areas after Cyclone Gabriel. Osprey's disease management head, Simon Andrew, says the risk of deer contracting TB and passing it on to cattle is low. But he says there is a risk of TB being introduced or reintroduced into the possum population by movement of infected deer. He says Osprey is continuing its focus on possum control to get on top of TB. More lambs are heading to the works as the end of the season approaches. AgriHQ senior analyst Mal Crowd says in the North Island between June and mid-August, 1.7 million lambs were slaughtered, 200,000 more than the same time last year. I think most of that was basically a knee-jerk reaction to the counter-seasonal drop that we saw in farm gate prices 
uh, from early June. In recent weeks, though, getting lambs into those processing plants has been relatively easy and with little to report uh, from the export markets, there hasn't been any further upside to schedules. The core of the pricing still sits around uh, that $7 a kilo uh, and this week doesn't look to be any different. What we are picking up um, in the last week or two, though, is that processes are now beginning to see a few more lambs coming forward. I guess just as we approach the end of the season, but look, no one's panicking about a mad rush yet. But I guess just a word of caution um, to those gunning for that weight gain and I guess to recoup some margins as well is that hill space and pricing typically starts to fall from early to mid-October. So, yeah, it's just something to be aware of again. That's Mel Crowd of AgriHQ. A small rural township in the heart of Southland is banding around its farming community through calving and lambing seasons. Winton farmers are coming together once a week through August and September for a free feed, put on by the local churches, the Salvation Army, rural women, young farmer and volunteers. Farmer Meals coordinator Janine Irwin says it's getting workers off the farm during their busiest time of year. Well, it is a farming community, of course, and many of the farmers come from all over the world. So a lot of them meet people from their own country that they maybe didn't know were in the district or even just down the road from them. So it's social. Some of them are isolated on their farms and maybe some of the young ones haven't got young company. And it's also economical. It provides a warm meal for them when they're at their busiest And some are probably struggling financially, and this helps. They can reach out to some of the helpers that are there, and they do get support in many ways. Janine Irwin says with around 70 to 80 farmers turning up each week, their haul is at capacity. British supermarket chain Sainsbury's has announced it will pay dairy farmers more in a bid to secure supply. Quoting National Farmers Union data, Sainsbury's says up to 5% of dairy farmers have left the industry because of rising costs, and 1 in 10 think they'll exit the sector by 2025. Dairy reporter says Sainsbury's has started paying an extra 1p per litre of milk, which adds up to £6 million a year. The investment follows a £9 million booster payment the supermarket gave farmers in April last year. And just lastly, the Tractor and Machinery Association has elected a new president. John Deere Territory Manager Jaden Drought has appointed was appointed at the recent annual general meeting, replacing Carl Baxter, who has spent seven years in leadership roles within the association. Mr Drought, a dairy farmer who has also worked as a journalist for Farm Trader magazine, describes himself as a tractor nerd. He says Mr Baxter has left the association in good order, so he's excited to take over with the help of many young people on the leadership committee. And that's the rural news for today. Koyara te porongo o te taifinoa.